0: Top of the morning Broncos Country, the Broncos move to three and five heading into the bye week with a big time victory over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Some late Russell Wilson magic. Could the Broncos offense be finding its footing at the right time? We break down the game and much more. The Broncos big time win over the pond in London. You get that much more in today's brand new Locked On Broncos. You are locked on Broncos. Your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome to a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much to everybody in Broncos country for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day, every single day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts in audio format, or whether you watch us on YouTube, do us a favor, hit that subscribe or that follow button down below so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news content coverage and more win, lose, or draw. We have you covered from the South Stands to the End Zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by my co host, Sarah Bedinger, site expert, predominantly orange.com. Sarah, it was an early, early Sunday morning game as the Broncos played at Wembley Stadium in front of a jam packed 86,000 crowd of football fans, setting a record for the NFL International Series. And you know what? They were treated to some late fourth quarter heroics by Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense. It was a tale of two halves, and it was an up and down game overall. But you know what the most important thing the Broncos they come away with a big time much needed win on
1: the road against the Jaguars as they head into the bye week now at three and five that's right, Cody. A huge win for the Broncos. I don't know what happened at halftime. Maybe a little halftime speech from Roy Kent or something like that. You know, got the team back going where it needed to be going. But it was the it was the offense show in the second half, right? And even at near the end of the first half as well. Like the first touchdown of the game, Cody. I was thinking to myself, man, uh, the Broncos. First of all, scored a touchdown. Second of all, they converted a red zone opportunity. Third of all, they made an extra point. I mean, we were spoiled with that that first. First touchdown of the game, it really felt like just an absolute showering of goodness. But man, to see this team respond the way that it did, and specifically Russell Wilson after a horrible start to the game, Cody. The first pass play of the game, it looked like he might have thrown an interception right away. Luckily, the ball hit the ground. Not so luckily. The next time the Broncos had the ball, he throws a pick right to Tyson Campbell trying to get the ball to Cortland Sutton and the Broncos offense just looked lethargic as, you know, they weren't waking up early over in London, obviously, or as at least watching the game as early as we were here in the States, but man, they looked like they had some, not just jet lag, they just looked like zombies out there to begin the game, but Russell will Wilson came back in this game, Cody, made some huge plays, did some things that we've been calling for, right? That first touchdown drive or one of the touchdown drives in the second half there, 98 yards, and Greg Dulcich being featured, including over the middle of the field. Cody, it was it was a great sight to see. It wasn't perfect by any means, but it was the rust that the Broncos needed in London to get the victory.
0: I mean, you're spot on there. I mean, you couldn't have imagined a worst start possible for the Broncos offense on their first two possessions. It almost felt like, okay, hey, more of the same. And then just the Broncos defense struggling with some rhythm, a couple of penalties. I didn't like the penalty called on Kwan Williams for going below the, you know, the, the waist of an offensive lineman. I, I thought he made a fantastic play to blow up a run play. Unfortunately, it was called against him, but I mean, it seemingly backs against the wall and with those penalties and, you know, not a very good call, in my opinion, on Patrick Sertan. They called defensive Holding pass interference on him. They got the ball on the two yard line. Trevor Lawrence rolls out to his right, and, and quite possibly the game or maybe even the season saving play of the day for the Broncos. Justin Simmons telegraphed a Trevor Lawrence laser intercepted it. The Broncos got momentum there, and that was after, you know, for them trailing 10 0 at that point. So that was huge for them. But then you go back to that 98 yard drive that you had mentioned there. Tell you what, Greg Dulcich had 78 yards receiving on that drive alone, and then the Broncos would punch it in and, and make things very, very interesting. But once again, you know, Sarah, I think the theme for this Broncos offense has just been consistency, right? And there were times in this game where the offense is getting things going, and specifically on that 98-yard drive that they had there that led to a touchdown with plays involving Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Greg Dulcich. You love to see it. But then there were spurts a little bit in the fourth quarter, right? Three straight possessions, three and out, punting the football away. So the theme was, OK, the Broncos' old third-quarter offense made a late arrival in the fourth quarter. But you know what? But that didn't matter as Russell Wilson orchestrated that drive, including the 49-yard bomb down the right sideline to K.J. Hamler. and All of a sudden, the Broncos had life. You know what they did two plays later? An end-around play to K.J. Hamler. So, you know what? What trade rumors? All this talk that the Broncos have been having, you know, people have been talking about Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler. They could be traded. These two players stepped up big time for Russell Wilson here today, including a, you know, a Jerry Judy jet motion rushing touchdown that Pat Shermer is just like, oh, wow, what happened there? Crazy things to see, man, but you know what? This Broncos game had a little bit of everything overall in it.
1: It did. And you know what? It's easy to put guys up there in the trade rumor mill and talk about getting draft picks in return when you're not seeing involvement from them on the field, right? And when you're not utilizing guys like KJ Hamler and Jerry Judy and Alberto Kuebanam I mean, and really anybody else, it's so much easier for the fans to sit there and say, well, yeah, I'd rather have, you know, a draft pick next year that we don't currently have because we're not involving this guy in the offense. But then when you start to see the guys get involved in the offense, your mindset completely shifts and you're like, well, I mean, shoot like why are they why have they not been doing this all season long and i even threw that out there on twitter during the game cody that we've seen a number of schemed touches for Montreal Washington this year, but not necessarily for KJ Hamler until, like you mentioned, in the late fourth quarter when the Broncos started heaving him the ball and started scheming him some deep shots as well as that end around play. So, I mean, it, it really, Cody, it was a sight to behold, right? I mean, not like a great offensive output. It's not like the Broncos went out there and hung 50 on the Jaguars, but by comparison to what we'd seen this year, I'd say safely you went from, okay, let's trade these guys and get what we can in return to – Okay, let's now move forward to seeing how much more we can actually get them involved in the offense because when they are getting the ball, plays are happening. Good things are happening. We've seen it with Jerry Judy, with KJ Hamler now, with Greg Dolcich. I mean, it it almost makes me wonder, should they just throw Albert O back out there in the mix and start actually throwing him the ball and see what happens? Because, man, the Broncos are going to need their playmakers to be dynamic because this offense, Cody, it's not necessarily there. It hasn't arrived by any means. But certainly when you're able to get your playmakers the ball in space, when you're able to scheme them touches, when you're able to get them, you know, just get them open. I mean, good things are happening. So, shoot, I think that's where we're at with the Broncos playmakers right now. The trade rumors, hopefully they die down now. Hopefully the Broncos move forward planning on K.J. Hamler and Jerry Judy, who both have multiple years left on their rookie contracts. Keep those guys in the fold. Let them get chemistry with Russell Wilson.
0: Agreed. And I feel like you have to keep them because when they're used the right way, they are proven commodities. And if you trade them away, you're essentially saying, hey, we're going to take the risk. Maybe this draft pick that we get for trading these guys will turn into something, but there's no guarantee of that. I think you'd rather build. And it seems like that's the foundation that George Payton wants is to build the, the roster with the core guys that they have. And I think that these two guys can be Involved as core players, there is one play I do want to mention. A, a, a kind of a sequence here for the Broncos right before the two-minute warning, they had a third and five. Russell Wilson scrambled for a ten-yard run to pick up a first down to give Denver a first down inside the red zone at the two-minute warning. And then once the, you know after Kwan Williams' big interception, we'll highlight him and the defense's performance here in just a little bit here. But the Broncos had a fourth and one, and essentially to win the game, Sarah, they needed to convert. Why kick the field goal when you can go for it and trust? In your defense. Well, Nathaniel Hackett did just that. Russell Wilson quarterback sneak seals the game for the Denver Broncos. They improved to 3-5. and five. Broncos country, let us know in the YouTube comment section if you're watching on YouTube what you thought of today's game with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Denver Broncos. But coming up here in just a moment, we're going to talk about Kaywon Williams and some of George Payton's biggest free agency signings from this offseason playing a big role in helping the Broncos get a victory here on Sunday over the pond against the Jaguars. But before before we do that, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp therapy online. And unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual. So when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. BetterHelp has connected over three million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, secure, and accessible anywhere, 100% online. Myself personally, I've been using Better help for the last three and a half months to work on myself and some of the things I need in my day-to-day life. Life can get very stressful and I realize I don't have all the answers or the solutions, but I've found some relief and I've found some of these solutions with my therapist with BetterHelp as well. And everyone deserves to feel their best. BetterHelp makes it easier to get started as the world's largest therapy service. They've matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and more affordable just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist and if things aren't clicking you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime it couldn't be simpler no waiting rooms no traffic no endless searching for the right therapist better help get unstuck with better help and learn more and save 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on that's better h-e-l-p.com slash locked on the Broncos defense had their moments in this game in Sunday's action against the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they came up big late when they needed it the most. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day, free and available everywhere you get your podcast in audio format or whether you watch on YouTube. Sarah, I, I tell you what, just looking at the Broncos defense's game, we mentioned the Justin Simmons essentially season-saving interception early on in the game. Denver had various moments in this game where they came up big when they needed it the most because if they would have gave up a couple of plays here or there the game could have essentially been lost early on but this is just another testament to a zero ever making adjustments the broncos defense making adjustments and coming up big when needed
1: Right, and, and the pass rush looked pretty good in this game, Cody, overall, despite the fact that the Broncos didn't have Randy Gregory out there and they didn't have Baron Browning out there. They're rotating in guys like Jonathan Kongbo, getting him reps. So really the pass rush was still there, and Ezio everell continues to make good on his promise, doesn't he? If four's not getting the job done, he'll send five. If five doesn't get the job done, he'll send six and so on and so forth. And that's what we're seeing from the Broncos in the pass rush department that's helping the secondary, in my opinion, Cody you're rushing the process of the quarterback and Trevor Lawrence I mean the dude barely threw for 100 yards in this game part of that had to do with the success of Travis Etienne but at the same time a lot of that had to do with uh, a number of players in the Broncos secondary right specifically one guy that I think deserves a huge shout out the guy the Broncos signed over Bryce Callahan that nobody could believe a few months ago K1 Williams having an incredible game and doing it essentially one-handed but not necessarily at the same time. The box score shows him at the very bottom, Cody, just one tackle in this game. But, man, two passes defensed, including at the very end of the game, an interception that sealed the deal, and a great play, no question about it. Well,
0: you know, I think that's the thing, too, right? Because a guy like K1 was in, I know you and I were like, man, the Bronco, the Chargers signed Bryce Callahan for that price? How come Denver couldn't do it? And I tell you what, I've been completely blown away by K1 Williams' effort in, against the run, and also in the past. I mean, it seems like every single week he's having these huge big time plays, right? He might be the most underrated signing of the Broncos free agency class. He's not getting talked about enough. I know we'll highlight that, but I also think it's a great time because, you know, through the frustration when Denver was at 2 and 5, right? You and I saw a lot of comments here on YouTube. We we had a lot of tweets on Twitter, uh, you know, comments on the podcast about George Payton. People are like the Broncos need to fire George Payton. But I want to pinpoint here. I understand the frustration when Denver was at 2 and 5, and certainly there's still a lot of things that they must address and be better at going forward. And George Payton himself has acknowledged this and said, it starts with me. I don't think that people are giving him enough credit. Everyone's like, oh, you know, he had the drafts, okay, but, you know, what else has he done? His free agency signings have been really good. DJ Jones, Alex Singleton, Kwan Williams, these three core guys here that he has signed have had a massive, massive, in all caps, impact on this Broncos defense and they contributed at a high level once again on Sunday. So I think it kind of puts things into perspective a little bit that, you know what, I trust what George Payton can do in free agency, Sarah. We've seen him make some gambles and they've paid off, but you know what, it has paid off in a big way because the Broncos, they're thriving off
1: of these signings here. And let's go up and down the line, right? Literally on offense as well. Billy Turner has come in and I think really stabilized the right tackle position. Obviously, Jim Glasgow, an underrated move to bring him back for depth. The Broncos could have easily justified moving on from his contract, but they got him to agree to a restructure. And what happens in this game? Well, the war on attrition continues in the offensive line and he steps in at the center position, proving his value in terms of that depth. And like you mentioned, defensively, you could just, you could look at a number of different guys that are really stepping up big time, but it's not just a free agent signings in this game, Cody, the draft picks as well, Nick Benito with a strip sack. Obviously we already talked about Greg Dulcich, his huge involvement on that third quarter touchdown drive, these acquisitions that are being made, like we're we're not being able to see the forest through the trees because the team is losing on a weekly basis until this point obviously getting the win in london here but when the team is winning it allows you to see the forest through the trees to say okay These guys have been playing well. The results just haven't quite been there in terms of the win-loss record. The Broncos are in one possession games every single week, and we finally saw – And look at also Josie Jewell, right? George Payton re-signed him to a two-year deal. He didn't draft Josie, but who made some of the biggest plays in this game defensively? Josie Jewell. I mean, he busted up that tight end screen that, man, he ran through two offensive linemen to make a play. Certainly, George Payton deserves a lot of credit. I know that a lot of fans wanted to fire him over the last week – Because you signed Russell Wilson a $245 million deal without seeing him play a game, and you made this trade, and you lost us our draft picks, and now we're embarrassed. And it's like, well, you know what? I think George Payton makes a lot of really good moves, to be honest with you. And, and we're seeing that come to fruition here in this particular game. Of course, we want to see more victories. Of course, we're not flexing as though the Broncos are 8-0 instead of 3-5 and at this point. But at the same time, Cody, you have to, as a fan and as a, a viewer of the game, be able to see the forest through the trees that these free agent signings are working out now the results, we'll see if they can continue to come. But for now, this is a huge step forward for the Broncos and the, the players that Peyton has brought in. And you and I have said it consistently all throughout this season,
0: the struggles with this team – have really been on the offense. That's where the singular blame has been. The offense. You can mention play calling as well. No, we'll talk about that. But it's like this is a good Broncos football team. They have all the players necessary to make moves. Granted, they've been dealing with injuries to certain units, especially on special teams. I mean, just decimated by injuries there. At that, you have a lot of new guys filling in, and also, but they're also playing at a high level on the defensive side of the ball. One of the NFL's top ranked defenses. Still, a lot of things to clean up with this Broncos football team all across the board in all three facets, including coaching. And we'll dive of that coming up here in just a moment because the Broncos win, it wasn't perfect and the team isn't perfect right now as they head into the bye week at three and five, but there are some storylines that could impact this team coming out of the bye. We take a look at that and much more coming up here in just a moment, but before we do that, let me tell you about Blue Nile and whether you're looking to pop the question or you have a milestone to celebrate or you want to let your love sparkle, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. As the original online jeweler, Blue Nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers. Blue Niles helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring, and their easy online tools let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. And Blue Niles Bench Jewelers will then help you handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. Looking for a piece of fine jewelry to commemorate a special milestone, but still having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find the most memorable gift at every budget. Shop stress Free with Blue Nile's 100% satisfaction guarantee. And all Blue Nile orders are insured and ship for free in discreet packaging. They also offer overnight shipping if you're in a rush. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to bluenile.com and use code locked on to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B L U E N I L E.com. Code locked on to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. Bluenile.com. Code locked on. As the Broncos headed to the bye week at three and five, with some much-needed momentum from a much-needed win over the Jacksonville Jaguars over the seas in London, there's a lot of questions that present itself for this team going forward. What will they do? Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day, free and available everywhere you get your podcast in an audio format, or whether you're watching us on your TV, on your phone, or on your computer on YouTube. Do us a favor, hit that subscribe that follow button, so you never miss out on a day's worth of Denver Broncos news, content, coverage, and more. All right sir, state of the Broncos here going into the bye week sitting at 3 and 5. It's better than sitting at the bye week at two and six and another loss, right? Because Denver, they went through a little bit of a slide here in the first half. And I think we can all acknowledge, we all know this Broncos second half schedule, it is brutal. You play the Chiefs twice, you play the Chargers once, you play the Raiders once, you play the Arizona Cardinals, you play the Los Angeles Rams, you're on the road to the Carolina Panthers, the Tennessee Titans. I mean, it doesn't get easier for this Broncos team going forward. But you know what? I I, we saw some things in Sunday's game with the offense, and I'm not sure where it's necessarily pinpointed. Right. Russell Wilson looked fine with the hamstring stuff. It didn't look like it bothered him at all. We saw him step up and maneuver out of the pocket. But there were also some times where we saw him struggle to see certain things. So is that much of a play calling issue or is it a Russell Wilson issue collectively? I mean, this is a huge question.
1: Yeah, I think that there was one play in particular that you and I were texting about during the game where KJ Hamler kind of came free right across the middle of the field. And this was when the Broncos had just had that 98 yard touchdown and everybody's thinking, okay, well, maybe the offense is going to be, you know, figuring things out. And then all of a sudden you start to see these same bad habits creep up and Russ kind of missing some of these open receivers. And so hopefully, hopefully he gets, you know, a chance to be asked about this at some point, because you got to think when he's going back to the sideline, he's looking at the Microsoft surface. He's seeing. The same thing that we're all seeing on TV. He's seeing Greg Dulcich wide open over the middle of the field against the Chargers. He's seeing KJ Hamler run wide open o- across the middle of the field uh, against the Jaguars. So he's got to be seeing those things. But Cody, to your point about the fact that the Broncos are are facing this gauntlet here out of the bye week, I can't help but think. You know, optimism aside, I know that I'm always known for being eternally optimistic, but this has nothing to do with optimism. I think it's in the Broncos' best interest to have this gauntlet in the second half, right? It's going to either prove, hey, we can be an actual playoff caliber team, or it's going to sink the ship, right? It's going to give them an opportunity to go out and get a win against the Titans, get a win against the Ravens, go beat the Chargers, go beat the Chiefs, go do those things prove that you can actually do that stuff because if if they had if they had been five and three even at this point in the season, right? You go into the second half kind of feeling almost like as a from a fan's perspective saying, mm-hmm. okay, well the Broncos they could they could lose a game here and still not be hurt. No, you can't lose any games now. You can't lose the I mean not saying you have to run the table, but you can't really lose any of those big games. You have to be able to beat those teams to even get into the playoffs. So Puts the ball in the Broncos court. Of course, you would rather not be in that situation. You'd rather have the cushion like the Giants have or like other teams have that we didn't expect. But the Broncos don't have the luxury of a cushion. They have to go out there and they have to take wins from those teams uh, on the road. You got to go on the road to play the Titans. Got to go on the road to play the Ravens. Got to go to Kansas City. So it's not going to be easy, but I think that's a good thing for the Broncos, right? If they're gonna, if the ship is gonna go down, Cody, it might as well go down, being as hard as it could possibly be instead of the Broncos. Broncos having an easy second half of the schedule and really just kind of wetting the bed. So I'd much rather them be in this position where they have to go up against these these good teams and actually take wins and actually, you know, prove themselves down the stretch this season. I think that's a very fair point. And there was some other
0: things as well, right? Because heading into the bye week, Will we Nathaniel Hackett relinquished play calling. And I know there were various moments. saw it on the timeline. People are saying, is Click Kubiak calling place right now? I'm not sure. I don't think that he was, uh, but I imagine Denver could test this out, right? Or, you know, decide if they stay the course. This is like that weird territory, right? Because you win a game, do you stay the course with the same approach, right? Because we all know it was going to be status quo going into the week, according to what Nathaniel Hackett said early on in preparation for this game, or do you make this change now because you have the bye week? You essentially have a week and a half, two weeks to really try to get your rhythm and your new foundation kind of set. And who knows, maybe the flow is going to be a lot better with Clint Kubiak. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's going to make a difference, but you know, we saw some good things from the Broncos offense. Can they build off of it? That's the $245 million question that everybody is wondering here. And also it's kind of hard to find rhythm when your offensive line is banged up. Lloyd Cushenberry left the game on Sunday with a hip injury and did not return. As you mentioned, Graham Glasgow coming in and stepping in at center seemed like the Broncos offense started doing a little bit better, moving the ball a little bit more consistently, having a little more success running the ball with Glasgow at the center position. Uh, do, Do they keep this up going forward? Would you go with Graham Glasgow at the center position? Because Lloyd Cushenberry simply has underperformed and has struggled. Might as well see what you have here
1: and maybe preserve a little bit of what you have. I would Cody I'd give him the starter reps and I would I I think that what you just mentioned proves kind of exactly why they should do that the Broncos offense was better I think with Glasgow in there and yeah it's a small sample size but at the same time you can't be giving up pressure up the middle on third down when Russell Wilson needs to be able to make a throw or he needs to be able to have some time to make a decision you know you can't have that we saw that too many times we've seen it too many times with Lloyd Cushenberry frankly out there at the center position too many miscommunications we Saw another one of those in this game where arden key just absolutely blast up the middle of the field he beat dalton reisner but you can't help but think that's kind of on both of those interior guys there to be able to recognize where a guy's going to be going so i think definitely it's it's tough for cushionberry i mean you you would have loved to have seen him work out as the team's long-term starting center that's what everybody thought they had gotten back in 2020 but i just don't know that that's going to be the case i think right now Glasgow is the safer option as the veteran we'll kind of see how he would do against a very tough Titans front if he does end up getting a start in a couple of weeks here but man it's shaping up right now to where you could be making some midseason adjustments on your offensive line that turn out to be for the best over the course of the long haul.
0: Broncos country, how are you feeling with the Broncos' big-time victory, much-needed victory on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars, going to 3-5 and five into the bye week? What are some improvements? What are some things that you would like to see implemented after the bye week for this Broncos football team? That is our post-game question of the day. Make sure you drop your comments if you're watching on YouTube down below. Make sure you hit that Like button as well if you are watching on YouTube. And make sure you hit that Subscribe or that Follow button, your favorite audio podcasting platform, so you never miss out on a day's worth of Broncos news content coverage and more. That'll wrap up today's post-game report here of Lockdown Broncos, something you have to look forward to here this week. Sarah and I, we're going to be talking about does the Broncos win, change any of the optics as it pertains to trade rumors with Bradley Chubb, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler. That is a special bonus episode that drops on Monday on your favorite audio podcasting platforms and on YouTube. Plus, we have you covered with the NFL trade deadline as well. If the Broncos make a move, you'll hear about it here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast.